Alright, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, my fellow trash talkers. Whatever time you are tuning in, I am glad to have you on board once again. You're listening to Trash Talk with Dave Bork, and I'm your host, Dave Bork. It is Monday, the 18th of December, 2023, and this is episode number 10 in our NBA pod. Made it to double digits, how good. Especially in this sweltering heat here in Sydney, it is hot. (laughs) It is hot. Speaking of hot right now, California teams are on fire in the NBA, and there's no doubt they are going to feature in our best of the best for this week. We're also going to take out some trash. One regular is still still in the trash. They are deep in the trash right now. We'll run through some question time, as always, at Trash Talk with Deep Bork on Instagram and TikTok. Thank you for continually sending those through. And to all our new and amazing followers, keep hitting that subscribe button on Apple and Spotify, Instagram, TikTok, the lot. I'm glad to have you all here today. And always, of course. After question time, we'll run through our best bets, as well as a little recap from last week. We were very unlucky on Thursday with Nikola Jokic getting ejected on Serbian Heritage Night in Chicago. That ref didn't get the script, did he? (laughs) But we also hit on our best bet from last week too. But we'll run through that when we get there. So why don't we run through our best of the best to start the week. And as we mentioned, California teams are rolling right now. So... A team that I was very, very critical of, kind of still am, but the Los Angeles Clippers are on fire. They are on some serious heat. They went 4-0 for the week, 132 to 127 it started versus the Portland Trailblazers. They just hung on there, but yeah, wins a win. As they say in the NBA, 119 to 99 versus a very, very good Sacramento Kings team. 121 to 113 versus the Golden State Warriors on the early hours, actually, of Sunday morning, I believe, here. And 144 to 122 versus the New York Knicks. They have won seven straight, the Clippers, and are now six in the West. Kawhi Leonard is absolutely going off, and if you're getting this version of Kawhi, especially a Kawhi that is actually playing basketball, not taking nights off, you know, with load management and whatnot... This Clippers team will very well feature if this guy's going to be healthy along with Paul George, James Harden, and, yeah, the rest of them, really. Uh, <laughs> huge uh, huge last five games for James Harden. He had 36 points, 27 points, 31 points, 34 points, and 41 in his last five. It's looking like the Kawhi of old, to be honest with you, and if he keeps this up, he may very well be in the conversation for MVP. And it's, it's something that Kawhi really hasn't, been in the conversation for over the last few years, especially given the amount of games that he's missed. Even though he's played, he clearly hasn't played enough to be in that conversation. But if he can keep this level of play up, especially if he can get the Clippers into that top four of the Western Conference and make them a formidable formidable force to actually beat in the playoffs, you have to consider him to be the MVP. Maybe in line for most improved as well, given how much time he's missed in the past. But he's playing some seriously, seriously good basketball as are the Clippers right now. So you've got to give credit where credit is due, and they are the hottest team in California right now. Probably the second hottest team in California, though, is the Sacramento Kings, a team that did drop a game to the uh, Los Angeles Clippers over the week. But they had a 3-1 week themselves, uh, 131 to 118 versus the Brooklyn Nets. Obviously followed that up with a loss to the Clippers, 119 to 99, and then followed that up with 128 to 123 victory against the Oklahoma City Thunder in a very, very entertaining game, that one. 
and finished the week with 125 to 104 victory versus the Utah Jazz. Two huge performances to talk about this week for Sacramento. I love this guy. Darren Fox, 41 points versus the Oklahoma City Thunder. That was impressive. And especially a lot of the talk going into the game was about Shea Gilgis-Alexander, someone who is heavily talked about, about being the MVP of the league. Every chance to obviously win the scoring title as well, but someone who doesn't get mentioned enough is Darren Fox. Without him, Sacramento are nothing. Obviously, no, they have DeMarta Sabonis, who is very, very critical to that team, but you can tell when Fox doesn't play, this team does not go. And I give this team every possible chance of winning an NBA title if Darren Fox is healthy. I really do. And this next guy, obviously, apart from DeMarta Sabonis, that we will mention that had one of the greatest games in NBA history, Keegan Murray. Keegan Murray. 47 points versus the Utah Jazz on 12 of 15 from three. Almost beat the NBA record. Super, super, super impressive. Uh, This kid can shoot it. Yeah, This team is now fifth in the Western Conference. They're first in the Pacific Division in what is an extremely tough division to win this year, given you've got Sacramento, obviously, mentioning them, Los Angeles Clippers, Los Angeles Lakers, the Phoenix Suns, And one team that's battling is the Golden State Warriors, which will touch on a member of their team in just a second. But that is a super, super tough division. There's every chance that you could potentially get five teams from that division making the playoffs, which is uber impressive. Probably, I'll be honest with you, I don't actually know if it's ever been done. But if if there was ever a year that it could get done, this could actually be the year. It could. All teams are as good. I think Golden State may need to make a move to to get there if they're going to get going given the issues or plenty of issues that they've got with Draymond Green right now but yeah they're probably the second best team in California the Sacramento Kings right now I guess the Lakers are probably thereabouts with them but they are a super exciting team to watch play basketball as long as they're all healthy with Fox, Sabonis, Keegan Murray and and the rest Malik Monk playing some great basketball this year I, I really Really think that this team, especially after losing that playoff series last year to the Golden State Warriors, is one of those, you know, you've got to lose one to win one, get that experience, and they're winning games this year, and no one's talking about them. I think a lot of people saw last year as a bit of a fluke from them, but they're a super good basketball team. They really are. I don't think they even need to make a move come deadline time in a couple of months to, to take the next step. I actually think they've got a team that can make some noise come playoff time. They're going to take a spot like, you know, Memphis was there last year. I think Sacramento are far better than Memphis. So, yeah, they're they're going to be thereabouts this year. And another team who's going to be thereabouts that isn't from California, from another big state of America themselves, the Dallas Mavericks. Three and one week for them. Uh, 120 to 113 at the struggling Memphis Grizzlies. Followed that up with a very, very entertaining 127 to 125 victory against the Los Angeles Lakers. Unfortunately, went down to the Minnesota Timberwolves, a team who is absolutely flying right now at the top of the West, 119 to 101, and then finished the week defeating the Portland Trailblazers in Portland, 131 to 120. The biggest talking point, as well as Luka Doncic is playing, we probably don't need to hit on him as much as we, as much as I guess the NBA world does. They've been missing Kyrie Irving over the last week, which I think a lot of people were worried when he went down, how Dallas were going to survive. But someone who's taken that spot is our very own Dante Exum. 
you couldn't be happier for this guy. You really couldn't. He was someone that struggled in the NBA, had a lot of injuries early on in his career. Going to Europe was by far the best thing Dante's ever done. He was able to get healthy. He wasn't playing, you know, four times a week and whatnot. He was only playing once or twice a week over there. I mean, how wouldn't you love living in Barcelona, let's be honest. And it's almost getting to a point, if Dante keeps this up, that he could very well be starting for the Boomers come the Paris Olympics in 2024. And I don't know if anyone would ever be against that. His week was super impressive. He had 16 at Memphis, followed that up with 26 points against Los Angeles Lakers on 7 of 9 from 3. This is something that's always hurt Dante in the past in terms of having a shot to go with his you know, very good athletic game, especially on the defensive side of the ball, but his shooting has been phenomenal this year. And then finished the week with 14 points in a loss against Minnesota and 18 at Portland. So it's just showed that, you know, it wasn't a fluke that he went on to hit seven threes against the Lakers. He's he's continued that hot form. And I, I am super, super, super happy with, the, I guess, a lot of Australian basketball fans right now with the way that Dante Exum is playing. We've got Josh Green on that team. He's almost taken his minutes, to be honest with you, with the way that he's the way that he's been playing, and I don't think anyone's going to be disappointed with that. I think Josh will get his time, obviously, but you know you've got to you've got to give Dante those minutes if he's going to keep playing that well. Who knows if if these numbers are going to continue? But as as long as he's playing that well, there's no reason why he can't keep getting these minutes for a Dallas Mavericks team who is pushing to make the playoffs or pushing to win that division as well. They're going to be making they're going to be making some noise come playoff time because Luca. Luke has done it before. You know, he's got this Dallas Mavericks team to a Western Conference Finals when they lost to the Golden State Warriors. They've shown they can do it. And if you can get other pieces to help alongside of him and Kyrie, if Dante's going to give him that, when he does move back to the bench once Kyrie is back in the lineup, then that's huge for this team. It really, it really is. So, yeah, massive week for him and the Dallas Mavericks. As we mentioned before, with the Golden State Warriors, they are obviously last at the moment in the Pacific Division. Who knows if that's going to last very long, but as we said, it's an extremely, extremely tough division. Steph Curry. Steph Curry's streak ended today. 268 straight games with a three-pointer made. A streak that started the 1st of December 2018. The longest streak in NBA history in Detroit. I mean, it's... Super impressive, it really is. What the guy the guys changed the game for for the good of basketball. There's a lot of novice fans out there celebrating that this streak's over, saying Steph's lost it, you know, he went 0 for seven or 0 for eight, whatever he went today against the Portland Trailblazers, they won. Is it something that Steph Steph thinks about? I don't know. I'm gonna say no. The guy's achieved a whole lot in basketball. He'd probably be more so disappointed about the fact that he actually went 0 for 7 or 0 for 8, to be honest. Or even if he went 1 of 7, he's probably going to be disappointed with that. So, are we going to see him go on another run like that? You think about it, you know, that streak's gone over almost five years. I don't know if Steph's going to be around for another five years. So, you know, you've got to applaud what he's done for the game of basketball, how impressive that streak is, given that yeah, let's be real. Hitting a, hitting a three-point shot in the NBA is not as easy as he makes it out to be. And he was able to do that for 268 games straight. History was made today by him obviously not making one, but watching this guy has been 
or continues to be one of the best things to watch since the game of basketball has has come about. So incredible streak by Steph Curry. We look forward to the, his next streak that he probably continues to move on to uh, to the end of his career. Who knows how long that's obviously going to go for, but yeah, a very, very impressive streak has, has ended today. But Steph Curry, we applaud you for all us basketball lovers. So that is our best of the best for the week. Why don't we take out some trash and see what we can find for today? All right. I think the garbage man is always going to be very disappointed to see this pile of trash every single week. But I don't, I don't know how we're going to get out, get them out of there until they actually win a game. <laughs> the Detroit Pistons, they are ultimate trash. They really are. They are now 2-24, 0-4 on the week. Their week went a little bit like this, 131 to 123 versus the Indiana Pacers. I think a lot of people thought that that was a game that Detroit could potentially win, given that the Pacers were coming off that in-season tournament defeat. I dare say if Indiana had won that in-season tournament, there was a chance they could have potentially dropped that game. And they did drop one to the Washington Wizards, who were on an incredible losing streak themselves. But they didn't want to lose to Detroit, so they kept that streak going there. Uh, 129 to 111 versus the Philadelphia 76ers. Followed that up at Philly with 124 to 92 loss, and then they finished the week 146 to 114 losers at Milwaukee. As we said, 23 straight losses now. Well, the previous longest losing streak in NBA history in a single season is 26 games to the Philadelphia 76ers in the 2013-14 season. 28 is the longest losing streak overall, also by Philly. That was stretched over over two seasons, 2014 and 15. It's going to be hard to see these Pistons actually end this streak this week. They might beat Utah. I don't know. They've got the Atlanta Hawks tomorrow. They then play the Utah Jazz at home and then follow that up at Brooklyn. You can't see them. I can't see them beating Atlanta. Definitely can't see them beating Brooklyn. And they're probably, depending who's playing for a Utah or who's available, they're at the very least five or six point outsiders to the Jazz. So at least they'd be close enough to have a chance. But the confidence in this team right now is just completely shot. It really is. They're, they're clearly able to score enough points to be winning games, but defensively they've just been awful. You know, Jalen Duran's been in and out of that lineup, which has not helped. But at the same time... There's enough young talent on this team. You know, they've drafted, you know, in the top five, probably the three of the last four years. With Cade Cunningham, Jaden Ivey, they've got Marvin Bagley from a previous draft, obviously with, with Luka Doncic's draft. It's, they're a tough watch. They really are. And it's, it's going to be... It'll be interesting to see when they do actually get a win. I don't know if it's going to be celebration or relief more than anything else that it's over, but they're obviously their season's over at this point. You're putting a line through them. There's no, no shocks to saying that. I don't know. I, just, I, I can't see them winning this week. You'd, you'd think that that losing streak is going to reach 26 games. It's tough. It really is. And you would have thought bringing in a coach like Monty Williams this season, that things were going to turn around. Paid him a lot of money to turn things around in Detroit, and yeah, it's it's not going well. 
I clearly think I think they're going to have to trade Bogdanovich out of there to get him to a contender, and you might be able to get some pieces for that. You might be able to get extra draft picks, so you could obviously continue to get younger. But you may as well get something out of a guy who will completely lose his value because he will stop caring soon enough if this continues in Detroit, and it's going to continue for for a fair while. There every chance of, of having the worst ever NBA season of all time. So as we said, but, I mean, streaks are meant to get broken, right? You know, Steph Curry's streak ended today, so maybe the Pistons streak ends this week. Who knows? Uh, we'll, we'll keep an eye out for them. Another team who's off to an absolute shocker this season is the Memphis Grizzlies. They had an 0-3 a week. They've now lost four straight games as well. Uh, 120 to 113 versus the Dallas Mavericks. Followed that up with 117 to 104 at the Houston Rockets. And then to follow that up, they had pretty much a back-to-back against the Rockets at home and away. And the Rockets have struggled a lot on the road this season. Uh, managed to lose that game at home to them, 103 to 96. They're now 6-18. and 18. They're 6.5 games back from the 10th spot, 10th playing spot. There's one positive for this team. Obviously, they've got a lot of injuries this year. It's no real excuse because even when they were healthy, they were battling to win games. But they get Ja Morant back tomorrow, which is a huge, huge boost for a team who clearly needs a boost. They need something. Once proud Memphis Grizzlies outfit, you know, a team that was the second seed in last season's playoff run, Yikes. Yeah, it's not good. Who knows? Maybe Morant can go on a run and help him out. They get Desmond Bain healthy. He's been in and out of the lineup a little bit too. They they definitely need those two firing with Jaron Jackson, who's seemingly been very, very lost this year. He has. So, But in talking about streaks that have ended this week, the San Antonio Spurs and the Washington Wizards, excuse me, Ended their horrific losing streaks. San Antonio beating the Los Angeles Lakers with LeBron James in the lineup uh, without Anthony Davis, but still a very, very impressive win. They looked to have blown a 20-point lead early, but they just they managed to, to keep kicking at home. So hats off to them. And as we mentioned before, with the Pacers, the Washington Wizards defeating them uh, in, a, in a shock upset more than anything else. It, it's not taken away from the fact that these two teams are still complete trash, but... <laughs> They're out of the trash for this week anyway, just given the fact that their losing streaks are over. So congrats to them. That is our trash for the week. Why don't we check out a question that's been sent through on Instagram. Mr. At Matt Castino. Speaking of trash teams that he follows, the San Antonio Spurs. Now he's had a lot of of success, Matty. His question, where do you see Bronny James getting drafted? Good question. Yeah, this is, a, this is a tough one with Bronny. It really is. Given his health issues that he's had going into this season, I would not be surprised if he doesn't put his name in the ring to get drafted this week. That's a horn going off in the background. Apologies about that. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I honestly wouldn't. I, th- I feel like getting his legs back under him will only benefit him to stay in college for another year. Money's obviously not a big thing to him, but he can make a lot of money staying in college on NIL and also improve his draft stock itself by staying in school and getting a bigger role in this team. Bronny made his debut over the last week. He had four points, three rebounds, two assists, two steals, and a block in a debut loss to Long Beach State. 
if he does put his name in the ring though to get drafted, you can see him going probably late first round to to mid second. At the end of the day, it, it's going to get pretty loud towards the late end of that first round if his name hasn't been called because you can see someone reaching. Because at the end of the day, LeBron James wants to play with his son Bronny. So if he does go into the draft, you can see, I don't know, the likes of one of those big dog teams that are drafting late. I don't know, a team like Denver or Golden State and whatnot that clearly don't need him. But if you manage to draft him, you get LeBron as well. And you can only imagine, one, how much money is coming with that for the first ever father-son duo to play together in the league. And, you know, let's be real, having one of the greatest to ever do it, play with his son would be incredible to watch. But I feel like for Bronny's own benefit, it would be better for him to stay in school and improve his draft stock the following season. Because I feel like a lot of the early first-round picks are almost somewhat sorted, I'd say, going into next year's draft. Not in order, but there's a lot of top dogs that have established themselves already, and Bronny has not yet. And I feel like getting his legs back is the most important thing, and obviously getting healthy is another important thing for him with his heart situation. And I dare say LeBron will have some say in his decision to either stay in school or go to the NBA. Because let's be honest, I think a lot of people thought, oh, LeBron's probably only got another year left in him and that's why he'll want to play with his son straight away. But you watch LeBron play now and he's like, he could probably play for another two or three <laughs> easily. <laughs> easily. I know he's taken a bit more time off of late, and, but some of the numbers that he's producing show, goes to show that he clearly can still play for another two or three years or potentially even wait around until, <laughs> until, he's, until Bryce comes into the league, to be honest with you. You wouldn't be surprised. You wouldn't. But thanks for sending that through, Maddie. As always, keep sending those questions through to at Trash Talk with Dbork on Instagram and TikTok. Why don't we go hit up Jerry and see if we can find our best bet for tomorrow's NBA action? As we mentioned before, we're going to run through last week's NBA action. We had a double on NBA Tuesday, which was the over in the Denver Nuggets Atlanta game over 240 in Orlando on the money line which cashed we had a four leg player prop parlay on Thursday posted on our socials at Trash Talk with D-Balk on Instagram three or four there realistically should have went four or four Nikola Jokic our lone incorrect leg on eight plus assists he had six plus at half time and got ejected on Serbian Heritage Night in Chicago that ref should be stood down for that kind of stuff we should. Anyway, why don't we find something for tomorrow? Let's check it out. Let's take the over 240.5 in the Indiana Pacers LA Clippers game. The Clippers have upped their scoring a lot of late, and as we've seen in the past, Indiana Pacers can certainly score the ball. So there's going to be a bit of pace in that match tomorrow, so we'll take the over there. We've spoke about Detroit before. <laughs> they play the Atlanta Hawks. We will also take the over 244.5 in that game. Atlanta shouldn't have any issues with putting up close enough to 130 or 140 in this contest. So as long as Detroit score enough with them, we will cash the over there. That is the double for tomorrow. As always, keep your eyes out on socials, Instagram and TikTok at Trash Talk with D-Bork for more plays there. Probably later in the week, we're thinking 
Thursday. NBA Thursday is always a popular one, or NBA Friday. Potentially Saturday too. There's plenty going around. There's always hoops. So, thank you very much for tuning in today. Much appreciation as always. Keep the content coming. Keep the feedback coming. It's much appreciated. I'll be back on Wednesday for our NBA, oh, sorry, NFL pod. Getting mixed up with sports here. There's too much going on. <laughs> but I hope you all have an amazing start to the week. This has been Trash Talk with D-Bork. I am out of here.